Hi, everyone. When I began dating, my older brother took me out for a meal. He decided to teach me a lesson or two about life. One, I recall, was never to be forgotten. If you need to say it, my brother warned, say it with flowers. Flowers help us mark our caring and devotion for our loved ones. They say, I'm sorry and thank you, or even just, I was thinking of you. But one thing I was never to forget, never forget the flowers. So imagine my surprise when we come to the holiday of Sukkos, a holiday that focuses on botany and nature, a holiday that recognizes the fruit with the esrog, the trees with the lulav and the hadasim and the shrubs with the arabos. And within this entire bundle, we ostensibly forget the flowers. In fact, one who would add a rose to the arba minim is liable for baltosif, for illegally adding to Hashem's commandments. What happened to the beautiful flowers? Now, before we try to deal with this question, let's ask one more. The esrog is referred to in the Torah as pre eitz hadar, a beautiful fruit. In fact, the Gemara extends this idea of hidur, beauty, to all of the four minim, making the business of selling them quite lucrative. Why do we declare and insist on beauty within the species which, and, and understand that it ruins the hidur? In fact, it ruins the entire mitzvah by just adding the hitter of adding something on the outside of a flower. You know, I've been told that beauty is in the eyes of the beholder. And as such, we need to recognize that we behold a special Jewish nation bond to a Jewish tradition. And that tradition sees beauty as compromising two distinct concepts, Yofi on the one hand and Hidur on the other. You know, the Gemara accords value to beauty within the world. Indeed, the Gemara tells us in Brachos that there are three things that help man expand his mind. Ishana, Irana, and Kalim Nayim. A beautiful wife, a beautiful apartment or dwelling, and beautiful utensils. Because Noi and Yofi, beauty in general, speak to a beauty that helps man exist in and appreciate his world while allowing that world to appreciate him. In fact, the Avostir of Nasan uh, tells us, Ain yofi that there's no beauty like Yerushalayim. Clearly, we Jews appreciate beauty. We find it especially valuable in mitzvah observance and presentation. We value Hidr mitzvah, says the Gemara and Shabbos, and we seek out beautiful ways to enhance our lulav or our shofar or our shul and our Torah reading experiences. And don't we praise a kala when we dance before with the declaration, Kala Navachasuda, she's a beautiful Kala. Doesn't the Talmud caution the Talmud Chacham not to have stains on his clothes or risk being Mishaya Benavsho? Clearly, Yofi, beauty, is special in Judaism. Even our Imahos are recognized for their beauty. It must mean that beauty counts. And yet the wisest of the wise didn't feel that way. As Shlomo Amelech notes, Sheker Achain Behevel Ha Yofi. So which is it? Do we value beauty, the flowers and roses of life? Or are these, like we'll see on Shemini Atzeres Shabbos, just hevel or useless? I think we need to understand that beauty is in the eyes of the beholder. And as far as Judaism is concerned, the beholder must hold that beauty cannot merely be skin deep. Indeed, that was true with our emos, with our matriarchs. The Rachaim HaKadosh explains that Yaakov's love for Rachel was not merely for physical virtual, 
It was because she was he was able to see a depth, a consistency in her that proved she was for him. He's something more than he saw something more than mere Yofi. What he saw was Hidur. The Malbim defines Hidur as an outward expression of something inside. For man becomes fascinated by beauty and aesthetics. But when that which is pleasant becomes an object of passion, man's fancy turns to obsession, which can lead him to sin. This has been true of man since the beginning of time, when Chava saw the Eitz originally identified as Nechmad Lemareh, present to the sight, which became Tava Le'enayim. It became a desire in the eye. It was this Tava, this desire that led to original sin, and how keeps us mired in sin until today. Yes, the Torah recognizes the value of an aesthetic, but not as an independent value. Rather, aesthetics and beauty must be must serve as a stimulant capable of motivating human creativity. Beauty is to be valued insofar as it inspires true spirituality. That experience can't be skin deep. It needs deeper meaning. It can't merely be yofi. It must be hadar. And so hence the flower can't be a part of our abraminim. Aesthetics are included in our mitzvos, even in our produce, but should not be praised on their shallow aesthetic quality alone. The esrog, whose tam etzo upirio shabe, whose idea that it's inside and it's outside, the taste of the fruit and the taste of the wood are equal, whose nature is aesthetically symmetrical, whose inside and outside is consistent, that's called hadar and is appreciated for its beauty. The aesthetics, the, the hidur, a critical element that's enlisted in praising Hashem, but not an independent value. Only when hidur is yoked to a higher goal can it be harnessed as a vehicle to the inspired spiritual objectives. And so as we approach Chagasukos, let's do so to be inspired to a re-examination of our appreciation of beauty in the world and by extension, beauty in ourselves. Let's take it some time over Yantif to rededicate a look into using our love of beauty to bring out and enhance our spiritual insights. And in its merit, may we get the ultimate reward to be returned to God's beautiful courtyard. Yofilach Yerushalayim. See how beautiful Yerushalayim will be. Where in the Heichal, Hulo, Omer Kavod. Everybody speaks about the Kavod of Hashem, both beautiful outside as it reflects the beauty on the inside. Chag Sameach and Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom and Chag Sameach to 